0: What's up everybody, welcome back to another episode of She or There with Kittens. I'm Kittens and today I've got Jordan Gonzalez on with me. He's an amazing actor and he plays Ash on Pretty Little Liars Original Sin on HBO Max, which is so good. If you haven't watched it's fantastic. If you like horror and you also liked Pretty Little Liars before or like mystery murder vibes, like go, go binge the show. But It's just so, so cool because the way that they wrote this show is completely different from, like, honestly anything I've seen for a really long time. The representation, the perspective, having especially something that's, like, more on the horror side of things be centering female voices and experiences, queer voices and experiences, and having Ash, who Jordan plays, an openly trans-masculine character, so normalized, was just really, really honestly like groundbreaking to me. And I'm just super excited to get into this conversation. So, me and Jordan are going to talk all things pretty little liars. We're going to talk about queer representation in media, TV, film, and specifically about trans masculine characters and identities being represented. There is a very different experience from just lesbian or gay relationships when it comes to trans characters and their stories, and especially not having them be tokenized or tragic. I feel like a lot of times we get very, very tragic stories, tragic coming outs, and the way that they wrote Ash's character and story is just really refreshing. So. We're gonna talk about that, we're gonna talk about how to stay empowered when you are chasing a dream or a career that's got a lot of no's, a lot of rejection, a lot of obstacles, and also how to find strength and power in yourself to be who you are and be authentic despite rejection you may face from society. So before we get into that, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. Come find us on Instagram at sheherthey. Mine is at I am kittens, And also you can check out the website, www.sheherthey.me. I'll put it somewhere in here. And there you can check out the playlist. And there is also a Discord. So if you are looking for community... Wow, I can't talk. If you are looking for community, there is a beautiful one in the she her they discord we've got people of all identities it's very very safe and loving and beautiful and just everyone's great and we talk about all kinds of stuff so go check that out um but yeah let's get into today's episode right now hi how are you
1: hey i'm good how are you
0: i'm so good thank you for doing this i'm so psyched to have you Yeah,
1: thanks for having me I'm so good. yeah
0: yeah um i mean before i I was i was wanting to get into everything already can you go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody your name pronouns how you identify and what you do in your career
1: for sure Um, my name is jordan gonzalez my pronouns are he him i identify uh, as a man of trans masculine experience Um, and i say that because there's just so much more to me as jordan than just being trans Um, and I am an actor and I play Ash Romero on HBO Max's Pretty Little Liars original set.
0: So I loved Pretty Little Liars already, but like, I love a good horror situation. And so I was already going to watch it. And then knowing that you were going to be in, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? This is tight. Um, so, I mean, there's just so much about, I think your journey and the show and your character and the representation, everything that I I really am just excited to get into. So can you tell me a little bit about what the experience was like for you just being on this show that has such massive mainstream cult following already from the original part, but now on a huge streaming platform like HBO, how has it been kind of transitioning into this phase of being yourself playing a trans character playing an openly queer character on a show like this that is just everyone seeing it.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, I I first of all, never thought I was going to be an actor. Um I grew up in a small town in Georgia. Um I went to Catholic school for 12 years and so I didn't have God. yeah, exactly. Like I didn't have the vernacular to even know what the word trans was um so i i first of course identified as a lesbian and i came out pretty young um for i feel like georgia at a catholic school um i came out when i was 16. oh wow yeah
0: that's pretty um
1: yeah i i just i i never felt like i wanted to to hide myself and if that meant i was going to be kicked out or unsupported or I didn't care and I wanted to live authentically and I think I've done a pretty good job of doing so. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for me, it was just the most important thing to me. Um, It's not the same case for everyone. Not everyone is safe enough to have those means to come out. Um, And I recognize that privilege, but yeah, like I came out for the first time when I was 16 and then um, I came out for the second time five years ago Um, when I started my medical transition and I, I never, in a million years, thought that I would be a, an actor. Um, but it was so important to me to to be that representation in the media because I didn't have that growing up. And I, I wanted to push that needle forward. And I wanted there to be a kid in our country or another country where it's not even accepted at all, um like Iran, like and and have someone to look up to for them. So I booked the role of Ash around this time last year, actually. Um, and it was it was an incredible and a really interesting experience and a really eye-opening experience.
0: Jumping into acting is not an easy thing to do. I think everybody's heard a million stories about how hard of an industry it is and how hard it is to get booked for anything, let alone a huge, a huge role like Ash or like any character on HBO or streaming or anything like that. So do you feel like this was a thing that sort of not fell in your lap? Like obviously you were working for it, but kind of a like meant to be that presented itself and you just ran with it. Or were you actively pursuing a certain angle in acting?
1: I I had a couple, I I was working in PR and I was really unhappy and uh, so many people are like, I am so passionate about what I do, and I've always heard about that, and I never really had that. Um, in and PR? So, yeah. Well, just like in general, you know, like people like, oh, like, I, I love music, I'm a musician, that's my thing, like, that's what I'm going to do, and I've done so many things, like, you know, I've worked at a gym, I've worked in PR, I've worked in marketing, I've been a stylist, I've, I've done and tried all these things that I was decent at, but none of those things to me. And so by happen chance, I had a couple friends who were actors and they were like, you're an actor. And I was like, that's funny. No, I'm not. I like <laughs> stability. I don't like being told no. I'm a Taurus. I'm stubborn. Like that's never going to work out for me. Yeah. Um, I'm like just try it. And so I I got a manager and I tried it and I fucking loved it. Mm. And I was like this is my thing. And then, you know, circling back to was it did I try like a certain angle in the industry? Of course. Um, I think it was also like, Am I talented? And I I worked my butt off to get there. Absolutely. I mean, there were hundreds of 1000s of no's before you see the yes in Ash Romero. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And many a times where I was like, What are you doing, dude, like give up. Mm -hmm. And the second that you're on that precipice. I feel like of actually, you know, something sticking is when you're like, I'm going to give up. Yeah. And, that, and that's when it happened. And it just so happened to be a trans masculine role, which I always wanted my first role to be. um, For representation in our community and for myself. And then, you know, after this role, I don't know that I want to play another trans character. Because mm-hmm. I don't Where want to live. I don't want to limit myself, you know. Like, and I, I think if I'm just as talented as any other guy, let me in the room.
0: Yeah, let me, absolutely.
1: Let me play the part.
0: Absolutely. Do you feel like it? I mean, it would you feel like it would pigeonhole you if you did that again? Yeah. 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 Do you feel like that's because um, I don't think I've seen any trans mask actors playing non trans roles. I can't think of any. Have you, uh, am I, am I tripping? I don't think so. I mean,
1: I can't think of any off the top of my head, now.
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of um, trans femme representation like over the last few years, which is amazing. So things are moving in the right direction for sure. But I think we'd all like to see a lot more trans mask representation and and visibility across the board. Mm -hmm. How do you, I mean, I think, I think the whole thing about trying something over and over with all the no's and all the struggles and wanting to give up, I think that's such a a testament to how the universe works Mm -hmm. because everybody that I know, especially people in entertainment, but anyone I know who's kind of like self-employed to some degree and chasing their path and their journey that's not really set up in a this is what you do. And then you apply for this job and work your way up. Like when you're kind of going rogue in this other direction, it takes so much more willpower and trust in yourself. And the universe, I feel like really gets you. It's like, you want to give up? Don't give up. No, hold on a little longer. Here's why. Here's why. Here's the thing to keep you going. And every time I feel like it's a tiny reward that you held on long enough and the universe shows you like this is why you held on here's something really good to keep you going because it's still going to be mad obstacles along the way it's not going to be easy from here on out but here's a nice like snack to hold you over and keep you going on the path
1: yep exactly and and i know you experienced the same thing you know when you and i first met i think you were maybe not even that i knew of starting into music yeah, really
0: prob- well. Pro- I don't know. I was probably in my like early stages. We've known each other so long.
1: Yeah, a um, long. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think uh, we have seen each other through a lot of a yeah. lot of different phases.
1: Yeah. But
0: yeah. yeah, same same thing for me. Where you know, I've had I've had multiple times, and I I go through this like literally. I'll, I'll, today, like this week, yesterday, I'll, I'll still go through this. What the fuck am I doing? Am I going in the right direction? Is this worth it? Should I give up? Should I drop it? Should I just go do something safe and predictable and you know, whatever? And then the universe is just like, hold on, babe.
1: snack
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now nah, you're good here. Here's yep. a little snack. you're you're fine. keep going, keep going. Yep. But I mean, I think there's also I I mean, maybe I just am noticing this because I have so many friends who are, queer or of a marginalized identity and in creative fields or entertainment, but I really feel like there's a correlation between having the courage and bravery and not willpower, but the, the fight to keep going after what fulfills you authentically in your soul, no matter how fucking hard it is. So I think there's, there's a correlation bet- there between identity journey and career life purpose journey.
1: Yeah, I think of both.
0: Right, because I mean, we we know people who have normal jobs and normal, you know, safe careers, which like i I envy that because that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like it seems like there's kind of a tie in there that makes things a little bit easier to not easier, but it gives you the power to keep pushing. Cause you're like, I did this for who I am and I'm going to do this for who I am in my career as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for, for me coming out was the scariest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us, it's it's the scariest thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's such an internal journey before it's external, if that makes sense.
0: Totally. Because,
1: yeah, Because you know, for years yeah whether you know or not you know you know Mm -hmm. and then you have that journey of like knowing and then coming to terms with it and then that can span years of just sitting with yourself and deciding of of whether or not you want to take that risk and so yeah i've never actually thought about what you just said but it, it totally makes sense because it's like if you're willing to face that fear about yourself and losing your family and your friends like taking a step for for something that you love and you're passionate about with like, a career is, is fake,
0: Yeah. It's like auditioning for some stranger to say, nah, we don't want you. It's not that scary when you had to tell your parents something no, <laughs> and no, risk no. them disowning you. It's like, right. been there, <laughs> like, this same right. shit. How right. do you, I, I think like, everyone seems to have different ways of dealing with, I guess, rejection as a whole and judgment. Um, but do you have any, I guess, tools that you use when you, because especially with acting, like you guys are, man, you guys got to like audition back to back to back to back and have like no, 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 and maybe like 10 callbacks and then still a no. Like, mm-hmm. do you have any tools for dealing with that emotionally so that you don't let it like knock you into the ground?
1: Yeah. And I think it's some, times are easier than others, mm. um, but I, I just always tell myself, whatever role is meant for me will always be mine. And there are so many roles that I was down to, me and one other guy, and the other guy gets it, and I'm so upset, and then I see, I love to watch things I don't book, which is really unique, because a lot of actors don't like to, mm. um, but I like to. I like to what? watch what I not book. Because I want to see, one, the choices that they made that might have been different from mine about how they read the scripts and how their viewpoint on the character might have been different and how I can learn from that. But two, I, more times than, than not, they were right for the role and I wasn't. Mm. And it just, so there was something about me maybe that casting or the producers liked about me and my choices that got me that far. But nine times out of 10, he was more right for the role so it's cool to see and it's a little bit of a reminder to me in those moments that I'm so upset about it that like Mm -hmm. okay you are talented you made it far you got the validation but you weren't right for it
2: Mm
1: -hmm. that makes sense
2: Mm -hmm.
0: no totally I think that that reminds me of um, I guess relationships in general where like people are so bummed out that like a person broke up with them or like the relationship didn't work out and Anytime I have friends telling me, like, you know, they're going through heartbreak and they're like, oh, why is this happening? Like, why are they moving on? Why did they break up with me? I'm just like, look at all the ways that you guys weren't truly aligned. Like, this person could be an amazing person. You could be an amazing person. You guys could totally love each other. But just because you're both amazing and have feelings doesn't mean it's meant to be or that it's going to be the most successful relationship that could be and just because there's somebody else out there that fits that role better doesn't mean that you're any less
1: exactly that's on. yep yeah
0: i wish i had that for music stuff because they're like there's long festivals and it's like there's 90 million people booked so you can't it's a little different but but it really is is a like
1: i would i would argue that the music industry is more tough than the entertainment industry
0: Ugh I don't know. <laughs> I, there's so many different angles to it. And I feel like people who do well, they feel like they can't ever take a breath because it's so hard to get that moment. So when you get that moment, you cannot let it go. Yeah. But I feel like there's there's something that I've noticed and I don't know if the, it's the same in like the acting world, but at least in the music world where there are And I'm sure other industries too, but where there are people who are maybe of a more like, um, not niche, but the less common dominant identity group. Like if there's girl DJs or there's, you know, people of this background or whatever. um, Sometimes there's not as much community support because it's like, there's only room for one. So I'm going to hold on to it and I'm sorry, (laughs) like I got to worry about myself. Do you see that? Like, is there is there much of a support system and community in the acting realm? Or is it kind of a, like, isolated every man for themselves, deal with your shit, sorry, I'm not helping you?
1: It's... I feel like if you find a good group of people... Like, you know, something that I saw when we all were filming in upstate New York on, on PLL is a lot of us guys were reading for the same roles outside of the show and offering to self-tape with each other, which is really unique, which I never thought would be the case. Cause I thought, Oh, if we're going out for the same role, like you're not going to want to read with me for my, you're my
0: enemy. Yeah.
1: But, you know, we we're going against each other, but it was a really awesome thing that I got to witness from, from the guys at least. Um, cause I, you know, we were going out for the same roles, we obviously we're not going out for the same roles as the girls, but, um, And similarly with the girls, the girls did the same thing as well. I know that they were reading with each other for the same roles and same projects, which I think is probably pretty unique. Um,
0: I wouldn't have guessed that at
1: all. Something that resonated with me that you said, as far as like feeling like isolated because there's only room for one type of like marginalized, marginalized person is something that I didn't feel from actors, but something that I felt from fans interestingly enough.
0: Interesting. How so?
1: We know that like trans masculine individuals are the least represented within television and, and film. Mm-hmm. And so when I booked this role, I was like, oh, this is revolutionary, which I still believe it is. Yeah. And when the show came out, you know, Ash is openly transgender, but never talks about it. And that's a choice that Roberto and your creators made, which I have always wanted to play too, because I'm so tired of a coming out story you know like i'm so tired of focusing on the, the queer suffering it's real right. and valid and that those stories need to be told
0: but those are the enough. only stories we've been getting
1: those are the only stories we've been getting and that's not mm-hmm. always the case like yeah is it tough absolutely but when you come out on the other end you're happier than you've ever been in your life Most. yeah of them.
0: you'd like never go back
1: never go back and so that was something that I was super excited to tell because our, our show in particular is female-led. Nine out of the ten directors were female, which is unheard of. Yeah. The stories that were being told were from the female gays. So the men on the show are very in support of women, mm-hmm. which I thought was incredible. So that, to me, also entails... Ash's queerness is not something that's going to be overly talked about right he's the leader of the lgbtq spectrum on campus and he brings up that he's trans twice Mm -hmm. in conversation and i think for one once people found out that he was trans they were like i wish i would have known from the beginning Mm
2: -hmm.
1: which i thought was interesting
2: yeah and
1: for two they didn't really recognize his relationship with Mouse as a queer relationship.
0: Interesting.
1: They, they recognized, they wanted Mouse to be like in a lesbian relationship.
2: Interesting.
1: And it was really interesting. And I had to sit down and really think about it because Mm -hmm. I was like, why can't we support all of the LGBTQ plus community?
0: Yeah. And I
1: think it's what kind of like what you said, like we've all been told there's only a certain amount of room for each of each of us. Mm-hmm. And so to see someone else within the community have that space feels like it's being taken away from someone else in the community.
0: Right, they're like, well, we need more lesbian representation, so why right. why this? Why did you take right. up that space and get all salty? Right. Oh God, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. I mean, I think it's we we did talk about this cuz like throughout the whole show I was bombarding you with texts cuz number one I like spoilers, obviously, but number two I just it was it's a very different show the way it's written and the representation in it and it being so clearly like from a different perspective from fucking 99% of the media we're given. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really interesting because the fact that it's only brought up twice and kind of later on that, that Ash is trans. It got me thinking because obviously I was also on all the Reddit threads (laughs) because I'm like, what's going to happen next? What is everyone thinking? But it made me wonder what is, what is the line between completely normalized representation, which I think is the goal, right? What is the line between that tokenization and also not doing just enough to kind of amplify those stories? Because when we have characters and identities that aren't normally represented and their stories aren't normally shared, it's kind of like, yeah, we want it normalized, but also like maybe when we want to get it, like a give it a little bit more of a a little bit more of a sparkle so that like that representation is given a little bit more oomph but then sometimes it's overdone and then it becomes this stereotypical, tokenized thing. So I wonder, and I don't even know if there's an answer to this, but like, what? where are the lines? And is it something that you think they're always gonna move depending on where society is or, I don't
1: know. I don't know, it's so tough, but I, I think you're absolutely right. It's like, there is some sort of line somewhere and i I don't know either where that line is because if all i've ever wanted to be is normal right and but i can never erase my queer past and i never will
2: Mm.
1: because it's a huge part of my journey so it's like where is that line of a character who has a queer past but is truly accepted in school and not question and doesn't face these trials and tribulations where is the line of giving that sparkle to his experience but also not queer baiting and also not you know um just making it a spectacle yeah and i don't know because it's tough because there's only so much time in a television show right and it's like i don't know i mean i think that'll probably always
2: move yeah
0: I mean, I also, I'm, I'm sure it depends too on like, like if there was a show about just Ash, it would be completely different and we'd see oh no. all these nuanced moments and all that, but I mean, I personally think it's kind of better to have it more normalized than tokenized because we've seen that and it's so tired. Like there's there's one show that my, my girlfriend Ash always watches. I forget what it's called, but it's on Netflix. And like one of the characters is a lesbian and like they they got her in a damn vest all the time (laughs) and it's like she's going through all the things that is like are so lesbian and it's like oh god I mean maybe she's actually she might be bi I'm I'm not sure I don't want to misidentify her
2: but Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah it's like it's a little like cringe when it's overdone right so it feels much more tasteful and like respectful to have things more normalized versus Tokenized, but
1: I think so too. I mean, I I definitely prefer the narrative of Ash just being another kid in school, and and people finding it out later. You know, uh, to mm-hmm. me, that's my erasure. That's just like there's just more stories being told that are about this specific season.
2: Yeah,
1: and that was sexual assault, and you know, sins of mothers and what they did and how that reflects on their daughters and. Murder and <laughs> mystery. <laughs> and, you know, that's what our show is. And I just think the inclusion of a trans character is super cool. And, and maybe there's more time in, in season two when we go yeah, back. Which,
0: again, congratulations on season Thank two. You. I'm psyched and I need it to air like tomorrow, but I know we have to wait a, we're going to have to wait a long time. Hopefully, not I too cannot long.
1: wait to see the shit that they come up with for season two. Honestly, it's going to be crazy. See?
0: do you know when you guys are going to start filming or is it just like, it's not even there yet? I do, but I can't say. You can't say. Okay. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we won't, we won't put it out there. We won't put it out there. Um, so what was your, what was your life plan prior to kind of fa- not falling into acting, but like you just, you took a little pivot and here you are. What, where did you see yourself going or where did you hope you would go?
1: I don't know because that line for me always changed. I think like you know I have been in like fight or flight mode for a really long time mm. and someone told me last year when I was having this conversation about my story with them you haven't been above water yet have you? And I was like wow. no I haven't I've always been treading water for since high school,
2: hmm. since
1: my parents divorced, since taking care of my mom, my grandmother passing, you know, dropping out of college to come out here, living in my car, selling shoes at Nordstrom, working at a gym, landing in PR. It was just like, whatever I could do to make myself successful and able to be financially stable was the goal for me and at the time it was PR and it was doing that and luckily I found a good set of friends out here that were super supportive our, our mutual friend Naz let me sleep on their couch and I think without them I probably God. would be back in Georgia or something you know God. Um, so it was I, I never knew honestly and I think for me taking that pause and that risk towards acting was really that moment of being like, okay, let's go. Like, Mm -hmm. let's do this. And it took waiting tables and it took so many things while I was auditioning for me to make it. Mm -hmm. But now I have a clear path of exactly what I want to do. And it's incredible.
0: Do you feel at peace with that? Like, do you feel a weight lifted off of you?
1: Yeah. It's -hmm. the first time I haven't had to struggle. I mean, I struggle, but different, not, different
0: brand of struggling. Yeah. Different
1: brand of struggle. Like yeah. I'm finally above water. Like I'm in a, I'm in a lifeboat now, and there's a clear path of where I can take this. I think.
0: I think that's something else too. That, like that question, which I just realized now. and, like, if anyone were to ask me that question, like before, it always used to change as well because I'm like, I worked at uh, makeup yeah. counters in Macy's. And worked at a Mac store and worked at the kiosks in the mall, selling hair straighteners, like did marketing for a nightclub. Like I didn't, I I didn't know I was just rolling with it. Mm -hmm. And, and even now where I'm at, it's like things change and things come up, but I switched the, this is what I want for my life from a thing from like, I want to do this thing to, I want to feel this way. Uh-huh. I want to feel secure. I want to feel free. I want to feel peace. I want to feel joy. I want to feel fulfilled. That's that's the goal. It's not the job. It's not the things I'm going to have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that is something that nobody asks you when you're younger, so you don't really think about it. What do you want to be when you grow up? It's always a job.
1: Always a job. It's, it's,
0: a, it's a thing. I don't want to be a job when I grow up. I don't want to no. I want to be fulfilled. I want to be creatively stimulated. I want to be safe. I want to be taken care of in all aspects of my life. Right. It's like That's, I think that's the questions we should be asking kids.
1: <laughs> it's true. And, and I think our generation and younger and the way we all raise children, if we choose to have them, is going to be really interesting to see because there's been a, a massive shift totally. in society And, and how we just operate and how we view the world and the importance of things, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like we're not the generation that's like, I'm going to settle in my small town and buy a house and live here and work my job. And that's my purpose. Yeah. We're just not.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I think it'll be really interesting to see how the future generations probably will will grow up being like i want to feel safe i want to be creatively fulfilled i want to have a roof over my head and i want to be in a happy relationship and whatever whatever or not you know Mm -hmm. whatever that is Mm -hmm. for them for sure
0: for sure what um i guess this is a pivot but whatever what do you do to silence negative self-talk so I think when we're all on our journeys towards becoming fulfilled, becoming happy, becoming safe, chasing after a job, chasing after, you know, whatever we are in our life, there's always kind of that voice that might come in and say, you're not good enough, you should give up, stop trying now, you know, whatever it's doing. How do you tell that thing to shut up? How do you grapple with it? How do you overcome that gnawing thing if you have it unless you don't have it which would be odd that
1: would be so odd and shit. And I was like, you know what that's a really great question lord thank you but i don't suffer from that so next can't relate So <laughs> sucks for you <laughs> um I, to be honest, quite honest with you i i i call my mom um because my mom is my best friend and she knows me better than anyone on this planet, sometimes including myself. Mm. Um, and she is one ready lady, man. You talk about someone that's been through shit. She's My mom has lost. Most of her family mm. has been through a divorce, has worked four jobs, put me through high school, take care of her mother dying of Parkinson's. Oh, God on and on and on and on and on so clean toilets i mean like she it is, it all. she's done it all and for me mm-hmm. you know and so whenever i have like that gnawing, like you should give up or you're not good enough or x y and z like a caller and i'm like here's how i'm feeling i'm feeling weak and she reminds me of who i am and my talents and and what i can offer and then usually I cry, and then usually I go it. through, and then wake up the next day and try to make it a new day. I
0: oh. think everyone's gonna probably want to call your mom after
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I borrow her?
2: Can I borrow? Yeah,
1: I'll just put her on a Zoom, and everybody can just hop on it, and she'll just go through it with her thick ass accent. Yeah.
0: Oh, bless. Um, What inspires you when you are feeling dry creatively, mentally, whether it's before you're getting into character or when you're just trying to, like, stimulate yourself? What do you do?
1: Music. Hmm. I have found that I feel the most creative and in tune and aligned with a character when I listen to specific music that I think that they would listen to.
0: Ooh, that's good. Do you make like a, like, does Ash have a playlist? Ash has a
1: playlist.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Um, and it was continuously updated throughout the season while I was working. Um, and I'll do the same thing probably, like, per audition, usually. That's Um, really interesting. Is I'll sit down and I'll think about the character and his attributes and what he's been through and what story he's trying to tell and what can get me to that emotion. Mm. Um... And I'll listen to it. And I'll listen to it while I learn my lines, while I, while I say my lines, before I tape, um, to see if there's any different type of feeling or reflections that come out. And usually, it does. I mean, like, music transcends so much. Like, yeah. so much.
0: Wow. That's actually really interesting. Oh my gosh, how fun. I want to listen to the Ash playlist. <laughs> I'll send to you. Is it, yeah, is it, I'm like, is it public? You should make it public if
1: it's not. I, I think it is, but... I have my name hidden because there's a lot of playlists on there. Uh,
0: you can, you can make individual ones public, but uh. um, <laughs> See you later. I usually ask this question to, cause I think honestly, everyone I've talked to so far has been a, a musician of some sort or in music, but I feel like it still correlates to everybody else. So if you could have your dream creation zone, your dream creative space, where you, get inspired whether it's for a specific character or for you know just in general get your creative juices flowing it could be on the moon it could be under the water science doesn't matter physics doesn't matter anything could be in this space it could be literally raining on a rainbow whatever (laughs) like what would be Um, would your mom be in there would it be like some weird unicorn
1: i think it would be a cabin in the woods Hmm. Pretty simple. I think it would be a cabin in the woods, um, my drum set.
0: You play uh, drums? I didn't know this. Yeah. What? Yeah. Did that... I didn't know this. Yeah, surprise! Cool. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other secret hobbies I don't know about?
1: Probably. I played Division One soccer in college. What? Yeah.
0: Did you ever think you were gonna like? Be pro soccer player? Yeah. Is that one of your what the
1: fuck? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: I've lived a lot of lives.
0: Yeah, clearly. My God. What the
1: hell? Yeah. No. Wow.
0: Do you still play soccer? Sometimes, yeah. For funsies?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play with Oak in like the backyard and oh, he likes it. And sometimes I'll draw on like a co ed league during the summer. That's cool. I just fun. recently played football instead of soccer, so that was fun. Ah,
0: interesting. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Staying busy. Staying yeah. stimulated. We love that. We love that. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so any final thoughts, advice you would give to anybody who is listening, who's maybe a little scared to be themselves, whether that's chasing their career or just who they are in life?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just say, like, if you have or don't have a support system, find one, create your family. I, you know, there's a lot of people in my family who didn't like the idea of my transness and I created my own family. And so I think what's really awesome about the internet, the internet can be a really awful place. Um, it, it can also be a really cool place. Um, if you see someone online that you relate to, or you look up to, or you want to get to know, like shoot them a message, give me a message. Um, I read them, I respond. I don't think I'll ever get too big through my pants to not you know? Um, but yeah, just do it. Do whatever makes you happy. If we really are here just once, do the thing. Not gonna hurt, do the thing.
0: (laughs) Actually, I'm gonna plug, I'm gonna plug the She, Her, They discord right now because I made that whole situation and there's this amazing little community there and everyone's so cool and so sweet and there's like all the people are talking about gaming, astrology, books, like yeah. just random life event like whatever. It it's so so sweet and fun, and just great there. So if anyone uh needs some friends, go to the Sheherday Discord, www.sheherday.me. The links in there and yeah, it's really cute.
1: But It's so cute. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're super sweet. But I guess that's it. We'll leave it on that note of, of community and doing the thing.
1: Do the thing.
0: Do the thing. Thank you so much for doing this. This was yeah. lovely. And I can't wait to see you on season two of Pretty Little Liars. If you haven't watched season one, go watch it because it's amazing. I binged it.
1: And then you yeah. can ask Lauren for all the secrets because Lauren has all the secrets.
0: I have all the secrets. I love them. <laughs> I'm ready for a rewatch too. But yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You later. You. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye.